Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fuck. So like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing it right now. I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't that. They literally get right here.
So today is kind of like a Tell the Truth Tuesday in a church. It would have been the last one that we had. So I want to start off by saying that I went and went back over my news feed. And I, like, literally there were certain times that I was, like, brought to tears because I remember those days so vividly. Um, And so it started off with 2019. 2018 was a fucking wretched, terrible year. The year before 2018 was fucking terrible. I was happy I'll piss on 2018, 2017 too. This decade was not good for me or for my family. We lost our mother in 2013. I literally, you know what I did starting the decade? I moved back home. And to be an adult child and the oldest and move back home with your child um, so I started the decade. In 2010, I moved back to western New York. I've been here ever since, so now this year will mark the 10 years. But the good news is is that when I moved here, I got a job literally two days later. I can't make this shit up. And if you knew what I did for a living, it would just coincide with everything else ethereal that I have going on. So to recap 2019, I was so excited to see 2018 go, that I had a studio um, that I used to do about 1,100-square-foot studio that we did the Raging Reiki in. Um, and so I had a party in my studio with my coworkers and my employees and people that I work with. Um, and I did that just to say thank you. You know, top-shelf liquor, shrimp, just everything that you could think of in this, you know, this whole space that we're able to just say thank you. Because after New Year's, um, my business actually – slows down for a few months. So the summer months are busy. New Year's Eve is kind of the pinnacle of everything. And then after that, which is why I usually always get sick towards the end of the year because I've literally worked myself to fucking death, six-day weeks, not because I have to, but because I want to. I'm not doing anything. Y'all remember that I said that I was taking a vow of celibacy uh, in 2019, but I actually stopped having sex in 2018. But in 2019, um, I had some contact, or no, yeah, in 2019 I had some contact, like I went on like a couple of dates, but other than that, there was no sexual contact at all uh, in 2019. It just, uh, just didn't happen. Past November, okay, no, so from November of 2018 to November of 2019 and then beyond. So 2018, I shut shit down. 2019, I really didn't have any contact. So I started the year out. I met this guy. We went on a date. So, damn, I can't believe that. Damn, no two years, I really didn't have no dick. But let me tell you what I did during that time. So it was the end of 2018 anyway. I stopped having sex. And then 2019, really just was disinterested in men as a whole. Um, But I started a business towards the end of 2018, 716 CBD. So that was the, in, in December of 2018. So we're in January of 2019. My business was a month old. It was booming. Um, I saw that, number three, the, the thing that I was most upset about was men lying. Um, and the goal of 2019 of mine was to stop screenshotting everything because I was just getting sick of people just lying all the fucking time. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say this, male and female. Right, so y'all know I'm an investigator, a researcher, a record keeper, a document holder. Mm. This is what I do. So I had already made a, a decision that I didn't want anybody that had to lie to me for any reason at all. Just tell me the fucking truth, let me sort through the shit, and then we'll figure it out. 
So a common theme was that I hated liars in 2019. Number four, uh, the Centoya Brown case made mainstream, um, but if you guys go back to my page late 2017, early 2018, I was already posting Centoya Brown's commissary information, where to write letters, where to try to get legislation and a bill passed to free her, because if you remember, Centoya Brown was a young lady who killed her, John, basically. She killed the man that molested and raped her because she was under age. She was 16 years old. She was supposed to be serving a 25-year uh, prison sentence. She served, I think, 15 years of it. Uh, towards the end of the year, she was recently let out. Um, and uh, Surviving R. Kelly, number five, Surviving R. Kelly came out. Um, just for the record, I never watched that shit. Um, I can't watch stuff like that. It is detrimental to my psyche. I have never been raped, but my mother has um, been molested. And so as a result, I had third-party privy to what that looks like when you have someone that's been sexually abused in your home. Um, So I never watched the Surviving R. Kelly thing because those of us that grew up in the 90s, like we knew something was wrong when he married Aaliyah. It was y'all motherfuckers that kept co-signing this motherfucker's behavior because he makes backyard barbecue music, which we don't take that away from him. You know, the whole Bill Cosby thing happened um, during this time. So this is part of people not being in tune with their shadow. Everybody has their kinks, but pedophile, pedophilia, and fucking pills shouldn't be in there. Uh, Number six, I got an iPhone. I was super excited about that because it was on my list of things to do. So when I write my list out for the year, I don't just put the big astronomical shit on my list of things to do for the following year. I put shit as minute as instead of getting my hair done twice a year, let me get it done four times a year. Um, Instead of, you know, me having this Android that I had for like 50, 11 years because I don't care, let me get an iPhone. And that was on my list of things to do. Number seven, um, I started getting really into the spiritual aspect of things and came across, uh, his name is Real Nigatero, <clears throat> online, and we had a reading done on January 15th. And so in the reading, the Page of Cups came out, and he says, yeah, this right here is a water sign, <clears throat> which water sign is Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer. Cancer is actually the cardinal water sign, and I'm thinking, no, no way. And at the time, I had met this guy who was also a liar, and I hung out with him like we he didn't he didn't drink either but um we had like a uh, what did we do oh I had wine and I was like hanging out with him and come to find out he was in the situation didn't tell the truth about it you're fired right so I'm like well we know it's not him right so for the whole year I kind of waited for this water sign because the cards don't lie so although your fate can change every minute the cards don't lie they say it's a fucking water sign it's a water sign so I knew even though I wasn't trying to date, just to, you know, kind of have your antenna up for the water sign. So that was January 15th of 2019. Um, I did a podcast with Conscious Kickback number 8, um, and, and on his live, he's also known as at, at Darren LW. Darren is the man responsible for doing my imagery for my Zero Fucks line. He did the imagery, actually, if you're watching uh, this podcast, that blue imagery that you see after the goddess Cali, he did that imagery. He's getting ready to do my son's Sweet 16 uh, imagery as well as my birthday imagery coming for the summer. So we did a, a podcast talking about how we knew that we were blessed or gifted or godly as opposed to being kingly and queenly. Number nine, I got cupping done. 
also a huge theme of 2019 for me as well. Now that I don't got to worry about somebody's raggedy-ass fucking son calling my phone every day or bothering me, I started doing a little bit more self-care. You know, different skin regimen, different hair regimen. Y'all know that in 2018 I cut all my fucking hair off and went crazy. I was like, fuck this shit, it was unhealthy. And so I cut about six or seven inches off my hair. I had that cute little curly bob. And now our hair has grown back expeditiously and it's down our back. Um, so I got the cupping done at Healing Hands with uh, James Ligamari, who we, you know, subsequently find out that we actually went to high school together. And he did the cupping, which is where they put these heated cups. It's like this old, like, Asian situation. They put it on your back. I was having some lower back problems because the bitch is old. And um, I loved it. So I started doing that a little bit more often. Number 10, I ate caviar on a burger, uh, very Dominique Devereaux who was played by Diane Carroll, who we just recently lost um, about a month ago. Uh, I actually named one of my bath bombs, one of my original bath bombs was named Burnt Champagne after her character in uh, Dynasty, where she, you know, was talking to um, Alexis Carrington and told her the champagne's burnt, you know, which means that you put it in the freezer and you tried to preserve it, you tried to chill it, and that's not the way that you chill champagne. So basically she was saying, You didn't know I was coming, so you tried to hurry up and put the champagne in the freezer, and then you burned it, quote-unquote, because you left it in the freezer too long. But just a lot of bougie talk. So I ate caviar on a burger just because I fucking could, because that's what I felt like doing that day, and it is what it is. Um, Number 11, um, I went to Shays for the first time in a long time. My son does a lot of acting, but I went there to see Lil Duval, who blew up on Instagram, he's been there, he's always been, you know, the OG, but mm, he really started causing people to think in 2019, he actually just recently did a podcast with Joe Rogan, uh, the guy that's in all the MMA or UFC fights, and um, so we went to Shades to see Lil Duval, and I did that with my homegirl, Deanna, and um, it was a great time, it was just two girls just hanging out. And I went literally just for him to sing the song, um, I'm Living My Best Life, I Ain't Going Back and Forth with You Niggas. That was like my thing. For 2019, that's like how I started the year. I, number 12, had went on online. I got some outfits from Miami that actually fit. You know, I actually was back in the groove. I discovered Kratom, which I started taking that. And I think I, I talk about that later on down the line. Because um, I'm actually, I actually get a lot of kratom. But anyway, so my body was starting to go back to normal from it being sick for so long for a two-year span, uh, late 2016, going into 17, having the surgery to remove the tumors, and then going into 18, just trying to heal and get back my mileage back up as far as running was concerned. Um, number 13, business was still amazing. Um, number 14, Candace Payne. Uh, she bought 70 rooms in Chicago for the homeless when the temperatures dropped. This is still in January. So when I see people that are into philanthropic work like that, it really inspires me not so much to do what they do, but just to let me know that you might think that you're doing all right, Denise, but you're really not in a place of yes until you can help other people that can't do shit for you. And I'm not talking about people you know, because you help people that you know and you know they're not going to do shit for you back, they start to take advantage of that, a lot of people. So I just shut that down in 2019. Um, so now we're in February. Um, so I went to a couple basketball games because uh, I knew the coach. 
found out that he was in a situation, so I was like, bye. Um, and the reason that that had to happen is because I'm very clear. Like like I told you before, I don't give a shit about your girlfriends. I don't care because if you don't give a shit, I don't give a shit. It's not my problem. Your wife, yeah, I care about that because now I'm fucking with her investment. Husbands are investments. Wives are investments. And, yes, you can be in a relationship with somebody for 50, 11 years, and y'all have properties and businesses and things of such, but I just, I, for some reason, I won't violate that piece of paper, and I think it's largely to do with the fact that I was married, and I wish a bitch would have told my husband no. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if you're not married on paper, any contract, that's still a marriage. So if you gave me a deed, that's still a marriage. So I'm just in a place in 2019 where, especially since I was supposed to be getting married in 2020, which I tried to push the wedding date back uh, to 2022. And although I am healed, let me just stop the show to say this, you in Houston, it's still a fuck you, and it's still on site when I see you, wherever that is. So anyway, number 16, Christoph St. John, like one of my first boyfriends in my mind from The Young and the Restless, um, he was depressed over his son's death, apparently committed suicide. Um, that fucked me up a lot because we're starting to see the people that we idolized and the people that we adored and the people that we grew up wanting to be like die, right? Um, 17, uh, the reading said that a water sign was coming, Page of Cups. Page, page usually means a younger person. So I'm thinking to myself, no, I already dated a younger guy. I really didn't think I wanted to do that again. Mm. And not a little younger, like 10 years younger And I was like, no, I really don't want to do that But I'm still consistently waiting for this page of cups to come, right? So February 7th, it marked one year since Shan's death um, Lonzie had some issues, which is her son And um, so for that first year, so much had happened after her death That we, you know, tried to band together as a family of friends to help look after her youngest child. Uh, number 18, or no, number 19, Boone competed in the August Wilson monologue. Uh, my son filmed an IMAX movie. He did a music video. He watched um, the actors in When They See Us, the Central Park Five story, because my son was actually one of the last kids that they auditioned for the Kevin Richardson piece, which that particular actor, I believe, won some sort of Golden Globe. But that actor... Um, is the nephew of one of the actresses that's on Orange is the New Black. So this is the year that my son learned about politics. He learned that there, you know, sometimes it is about talent, but sometimes it's, it's all in who you know. I'm so very proud of my kid for uh, 2019, for sure. He did several plays. He did a mural. He was present at the mural. My family was featured in the paper when we did the uh, Niagara Falls murals in front of the Underground Railroad. I actually sat on the committee that picked all the artists that we uh, actually I had a say on who got picked, the last few artists uh, to do the mural. Madonna, you know, um, was one of them. Idris was another one. He did the Spider Martin piece. So it was a busy year for me politically as well. As I said, oh, I also was elected to vice chair for the Human Rights Commission. No longer was I just a member. Also the only black female that sits on the board of the Human Rights Commission. And at one point I was the youngest female on the Human Rights Commission. Um, Number 20, we changed my bathroom mold. may not seem like a big deal to you, but it was because I'm not perfectly circular, so I like things that are irregular as it is. So I changed the mold. Um, I changed the formula to my shea butter, uh, and that 
I think made my business go through the roof, especially since in February, right before the Super Bowl, Square contacted me saying that they were kicking me off because I was selling CBD products. I'm like, well, hello, my name is 716CBD. Well, it violates our banking policy and our banking process and so on and so forth. And I remember um, saying to myself, because I've been in banking and finance a long time, like, you guys are going to have to, like, change that because CBD is legal. So how is something legal? That's like saying I can go get a loan to buy this, but I can't get a loan to buy a car, and a car is legal. doesn't make sense. So that's when the hustle mode, the pit mode gets activated, and I had to figure out what, you know, um, I was going to do. So <clears throat> through Cash App, Zelle, Venmo, Cash, Delivery, everything, business changed, and I was still able to sustain and then later on in the year, you'll see that they changed their banking policies quite recently where Square actually begged me, not begged, but solicited me for come, to come back. Uh, number 21, self-care. You know, I got some silver masks, some 24-karat gold masks, a bunch of um, things to do with my skin. I changed my skincare regimen. I'm, I'm on the hydrolonic acid. You know, I started taking vitamins again, my B12, because I'm deficient. Just really started focusing on myself because this is what happens when you're not worried about dating or having to get dressed or having to do any of that shit with whomever. It's raggedy son. Number 22, Siempre Bruja was on Netflix. It deals with the Afro-Latina roots in Brujeria. Um, and it was dope until the end where it got real cosmic and strange. But the energy that they showed a dark-skinned Colombian woman um, who had lived thousands of years and just kept being reincarnated, reincarnated. I liked the storyline of it. So if you guys want to look into something, because people don't realize that when you start talking about the Salem witch trials, you, you have to talk about Tichuba as a whole, which Tichuba was considered the black witch and one of the only witches that was not in that massacre in Salem because they claimed that they couldn't kill her because she spoke directly to Satan himself. I would beg to differ. You couldn't kill her because you couldn't get to her. She was too powerful. But she is the person that they say was deemed responsible for teaching white people the craft in the New England, Boston area, and the whole Mary Sibley situation, which was also loosely based on Tichaba. And you'll see Tichaba in, um, it's a series called Salem. So Siempre Bruja was very important for a lot of people to depict and understand that these are traditions and culture. So although they call it witchcraft here, people, other people just call it rituals. Right, It's very voodoo, it's very hoodoo, it's not anything to do with Wicca. These are all things that came later on after we ourselves were practicing it in other countries, in Afro-Latina countries, and in Africa, period. So let's not forget about our African deities. And shout out to Ogun, because I hate to say it like that, but um, I believe that yesterday was the day of the Haitian Revolution, which a lot of people don't realize that even though it was a human, right, that rode in on the horse and was like, fuck that, you're not taking our land. It was actually, they claimed, the spirit of Ogun, which is a very powerful god of war, like Ares and like Mars, that allowed that revolution to happen. So shout out to Ogun for that. We burn candles for him every day. Um, number 23, I was very petty. I put my petty boots on, and I sent cash apps to two people that wasted my motherfucking time in 2018 and 19. One of the cash apps was for $11,111. The other one was for $66,666 in wasted time, okay? Because 
when I have to think about, because I'm not like the call-off work type bitch. I don't, you know, do all that for my dude. If my dude needs me, I get it. But for the most part, most of my men have been entrepreneurs or people that have the luxury of time in their schedule, and I'm the one that had to rearrange my schedule to be with them. And so when I rearrange my schedule and I start thinking of all the money that I lost, all the business I lost, all the men that I didn't meet because I'm over here worried about what the fuck's going on with you and your health and all that other shit. Nah, you owe me fucking money. So, <clears throat> but Cash App won't let you send that amount of money, so don't think I was extorting them. But anyways, so number 24, the mattress incident. So February 20th, I get a call. Um, I get a call from my homeboy, and... um I don't know him that well, and, um, you know, I know him because he knows Shan and so on and so forth, and uh, he calls me and he says, listen, I have this mattress here for Lonzi, which was my friend that's deceased, and he says, nobody has come to pick it up. Now, there were two women in particular that were supposed to be handling it, and they did the most at the funeral and so on and so forth, and they were really her best friends. No one's done shit. And the little boy, it has no bed. So I call my boy Jay, goes, picks the mattress up from the store. Within an hour, it was picked up. I asked him, I said, how much was the delivery? He said it would have been $60. So I realized that people really don't fuck with me. A lot of people, a lot of you bitches really don't like me, but you ain't going to tell me that and you ain't going to do shit about it. Right, So I realized that you really don't fuck with me because you would allow a child to go without because you wanted to pick up the tab or you wanted to seem like you were this bigger or better person or you wanted to do it yourself but you dropped the ball. So I don't give a fuck if it took Victor because he's a truck driver, whatever. Y'all didn't have a time. Y'all couldn't do this. Y'all couldn't do that. Bitch, call me. Call somebody. So for three months, I'm thinking this little boy got his new bed because I ran into somebody in court. I was coming out of a court case with somebody and um, ran into somebody in court, and he's like, no, I got a bed for him. Don't worry about it. So the bed was bought and paid for for the little boy. The little boy was sleeping on a hair mattress. So I became so upset that, like, I'm literally crying, and I remember getting into it with one of the girls, and she's like, you don't know. And I said, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter because accountability went out the window in 2019 when the word toxic was introduced. When the word toxic was introduced and that is going to lead me into accountability, um, people just started thinking like, oh, I'm not going to deal with her because she's toxic. Bitch, I don't give a fuck. I get shit done, though. Within one hour, I had that mattress at my studio, and it's still literally sitting on my porch, okay? So I'm crying because no one told me that he didn't get the bed. My nephew, which is Lonzie, is coming to the house every other week, you know, getting a couple of dollars, whatever, whatever. He's telling me no one's doing anything else. They brought him a bed, but they didn't bring him the mattress. So, yes, I can acknowledge that you did a great thing by doing that. And, yes, we all have lives. And I told him, I said, don't none of you bitches never, ever, don't ever say that you're busier than me. And I still made it a point to stop everything that I was doing to go make sure that that boy got his mattress. So, Come to find out, the boy done moved to another house and all this other shit. That was supposed to be your best friend. There's no way that my best friend's child would be out here in the world living with a woman that wasn't even in the picture. Like he's living with his best friend's, like, mom, who I know very well. You know, and I, you know, so whenever, you know, so y'all can remember the situation with the Ropa Sucio show, 
that was around the time that I was like, yo, Lonzi needs school clothes. Now, I had already bought him school clothes, but what about y'all? That was not my best friend. She was my good friend, but she was not my best friend. And I'm just trying to look out for the kid. Because everybody else goes, you know, deaths in jail do that. They, they make you, you know, everybody goes back to their life, you know. What about this kid? So you can't call yourself really a good friend when even in her absence you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I get it. You, do, you don't think I get sick. You don't think I get fucked up. You don't think that I'm busy. But I still take a little 10, 15 minutes out of my week to try to tell them, come through, come get something to eat, come get some snacks, text them on the phone, what you need. I'm buying this suit for prom. Me and, and my cousin were buying this suit for prom. You know, so I got the extravagant shit taken care of. Y'all can't even do the day-to-day shit, so that shit hurt my fucking feelings. You know, and it really made me think, like, Denise, get on your digital, because if something happens to you, you can't depend on the bitches. I could depend on the bitches in my circle. I can tell you that right now. I can tell you with great certainty, even a bitch that don't even speak to me no more, I know she's not going to let my son go without. But every year I got to change my will. Every year I got to change all this shit. So 2019, you know, leads me to the next thing, which is number 25, is my best friend Lisa came back into my life. Um, she ordered something from my company. As soon as I saw the name, as soon as I saw the address, I let my sister know, like, no, 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 I'm going to do this order special. Sent her the elderberry, sent her my original shea butter or whatever. I think I sent her a bad bomb, but she bougie like she don't really sit in tubs and shit. And um, it was like nothing ever happened. And it was like when she came back, we just had this conversation the other day, no matter what happened, there was some misunderstanding around the time that my mother died. I cut everybody the fuck off. If I didn't see your fucking face at my mother's funeral, I, don't, I didn't want to talk. Because my mother fed a lot of people, my mom took care of a lot of people, and I actually didn't talk to my other girlfriend for five years. You know, she had a, a, she had a little uh, abu- a substance abuse issue, not drugs, but alcohol. Um, and so I had to forgive her based on she wasn't in her right motherfucking mind. You know, how was she going to come for me? She's not in her right mind, you know. So Lisa came back into my life. I literally was out here dolo. So I literally, when I say I spent 2018, 2019 alone, I lost my other best friend, uh, Kendra, due to pettiness and ego, or whatever. You you don't like the dude that I fuck with, whatever. That wasn't your business. She was still supposed to be my friend. So whatever happened, it happened. But I don't live in bitterness. I still reach out. I still send her parents cards every year, you know, whatever. I just, it is what it is. But with Lisa being back in my life, Lisa is like my older sister. So she's been looking out for me. And for me being the oldest, that's a big deal for me. And she's an only child. So she's always very much like she don't be fucking playing with me and my little shenanigans and shit, but she knows how I am. And we had a very in-depth conversation the other day where I was telling her about, you know, my love interest, and she's like, listen to me. She's like, you're going to have to grow up. You cannot tantrum the way that you – because I'll throw a fucking tantrum, bitch. I won't speak to you for three to six business months. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Mm-mm. But I throw tantrums, too, where I've, like, hit people, you know, fucking broke shit. And she was like, you can't do that with this one because that's, that's a grown-ass man who used to do this for a living, whatever it was he was doing for a living. She was like, and he will literally throw your ass to a fucking wall. You cannot do that because his triggers are very similar to your triggers. She's like, so in this relationship, whatever y'all are going to do, this is later on, like, this is recently she told me this. She's like, you can't hit him. You can't do him like you did everybody else because you're going to get beat the fuck up, you know, and it won't be because he wanted to beat you up. It would be because you triggered him. 
she was like, so I hope y'all are having conversations about triggers because he's going to trigger the fuck out of you because you're selfish, Denise, and you like people all to yourself. So at some point, his job and any other thing that he's doing recreationally, she was like, is going to get to you and you're going to be turned off. So, you know, I miss having those conversations where I'm being held accountable because if I'm the boss of everything that I do in my life, who the fuck going to check me? There's very few people on planet Earth that could check me about anything, and Lisa is one of them. And that's because she's attained her level of achievement by being able to stand there and say, bitch, I could tell you this because I've known you since you was fucking 12 years old, bitch. You know? So number 26, accountability was a big theme, theme for me this year. Um, accountability and manifestation. So I had to go through the arduous task of having to deal with some of my shadows this year and just certain things that I showed up for as a volunteer, not a victim. You know, I don't like victimhood. I don't like being deemed as a victim of anything. You know, and I tell you women all the time, if you're in an abusive relationship and you went back the first time, you're not a victim anymore. You're a volunteer. Yeah, he's wrong. Yeah, he shouldn't be putting his hands on you. Yeah, he shouldn't have knocked your teeth out, pulled your hair out, tore up your car. But when you went back <coughs> after the first time, you allowed him to know that he could do that with no repercussion, no consequence. Consequences were a big thing of 2019 as well. Like, I had to tell my girlfriend, like, you know, she's going through something, and I'm like, but you just touched this motherfucker like two months ago. Men think that when you fuck them that you actually like them sometimes. So, and this is, you know, the relationship she's in. You got to wait, like, like you got to take the pussy off the market for like a year, six months. Then they know you're fucking serious. Now, they're going to accuse you of fucking other people. But you have to be accountable in the fact that you just slept with this person. So, of course, they're acting crazy because you don't want to talk to them for the last, like, couple of months. They don't have enough time to process all the other bullshit that they did for two years, three years, five years. You have to be accountable for the fact that you're causing this behavior. Yes, he's wrong. He's a fucking sociopath. He's a bum. He's whatever. But at the same time, stop touching him. Stop touching him. You want a motherfucker to leave you alone? Stop touching him. Does it get violent? Absolutely. Do, do, do they steal license plates off cars and fuck your car? Absolutely. But you said what you said, and you're standing still in your accountability by saying, I'm not going to start the clock over because I keep fucking with this person because I'm bored or because I'm giving him some pity pussy because I feel bad for him because his fucking dog died or whatever the fuck. Who gives a fuck? Go call them other bitches because there's always some other bitches, right? 27, um, I went to Miami. So after I lost my little, the waste that was, like, sitting in my body, like the puffiness, it was because of Kratom. I told you, like, my little green tea from Thailand, um, the real shit, the powder. It's like drinking cocaine, really. Um, but um, I went to Miami with uh, one of my homegirls, and I took my son down there because I just, I need to change the weather. Like, I can't get with this winter for much longer. You know, I was living in Florida for years. You know, I love the West Coast. I love Vegas. I love L.A. Um, I love Texas. So winter just really hurts my feelings. And um, so we went to Miami. Uh, 29, uh, we went to the Versace Mansion. And the reason that I remember this is because they had actually just did a show about him that was actually filmed in the mansion because, you know, Versace was actually murdered by Andrew Cunanan, a fucking psychopath. 
um, a gay psychopath that, you know, dreamed in his mind that I guess he had a relationship with Gianni. And y'all know I love Versace. That's one of my favorite designers. I actually love them more than I love Chanel and Gucci. And I have always, you know, I have a lot of vintage pieces as well as newer pieces. And um, so we went there for dinner because they opened it up to a restaurant. They sold the property. And it was just very eerie how people are taking pictures on the stairs where he was murdered. And he literally lives right across the street from Miami Beach. Like, when you pull up, you walk across the street. So I'm with Brina, and boom, we have dinner. I just had drinks. And I'm just, like, in awe because, like, I'm trying to feel some energy there, you know. Mm. 2019 was also all about what I feel. It was all about energy. It was about I'm not going somewhere just because I want to go. I'm going somewhere because I'm trying to feel what kind of energy is in that house or what kind of energy is at that beach or in that cave, and we'll get to that later. So we leave the Versace mansion. I can't make this shit up. I have on this beautiful dress, my Versace mules. I'm with Brina. She's dressed up. My son is dressed up. There's fucking Lamborghinis everywhere. But they're doing construction in front of, like, the sidewalk in his house, Versace's house. So, oh, and by the way, if you're going to go there for dinner, um, don't. Just go for lunch. It's very expensive, like, super expensive. Everything is a la carte. But at the same time, you're going to wait probably maybe a month or two just to even get a reservation. I would do lunch. I wouldn't do dinner there. The portions are small. I don't mind to pay. You know, it, it's a great experience. But would I repeat and go back there? No. It's kind of like as you leak in Tulum. Great atmosphere. It's a fucking treehouse. You're eating in like a multi, you know, million-dollar facility. Was the food amazing? No, bitch. I had to leave there and go eat tacos because I was so hungry. So I'm not into that. So anyway, we leave there. And I'm walking, and this girl, she comes behind, and she's like, oh. she's like, something like, something could you move or some crazy shit. And I, I grabbed Brina, and I was like, move out of this way, move out of this, this girl's way. She obviously needs to be somewhere. The little girl turns around, very exorcist, poltergeist-like, and she's like, who the fuck are you talking to? Now, I'm with my kid, so I'm already like, don't do this. Right, this is a great time, but this is what I mean when I say these. And I did a show on this when I came back. She actually follows me on Instagram right now, so listen how this went. So she starts going the fuck off, and she's like, da-da-da. I was like, yo, stop talking to me. I'm with my kid. I let you pass. Keep fucking walking. Because now i got to get upset, because my son has really never seen me go stage five, right? And I'm with my girl. She don't give a fuck to throw hands. She don't care. So... She just keeps talking shit. This little dingy girl, she got a little Daisy Duke. She got a plastic bag on her with some liquor in it. She's drinking a shot, like walking down the street. I'm in full-blown Versace mode. Bitch, you're nuts. So I said, you know what? I'm going to cross the street because you got me very fucking confused. She's like, you fucking old-ass bitch. Da-da-da-da. I said, bitch, you would wish that you would get to be my age and look like this. You look a fucking mess. I said, now stop fucking talking to me in front of my kid. So I cross the street because I don't want no conflict. We in Miami. People are filming now because she getting loud with me. I don't know this girl. I've never seen her. Nothing happened. So, we're, so she, I get across the street. The girl is yelling across the street talking about she's going to come over there and beat my ass. So I start laughing because my demon is like, yeah. My, my, my shadow is like, let her come over here because I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing not to fuck you up. And I'm with my kid. So my kid gets in the car. And um, when she starts coming across the street, my son gets out of the car. 
which is very gangster of him because he didn't know what was going to happen. So me and Brina put our purses on this car, on this on the truck. And I said, what is your problem? I said, do you need a hug? And she's raging. She's fucking going crazy. And all I could think to ask her, it was on my spirit to ask her, like, bitch, do you need a hug? I said, because I'm going to ask you, do you need a hug before you before I ask you to put your hands down out of my face? I don't need no motherfucking hug because it was bitches like you. The reason that my brother killed himself. Wait a motherfucking minute. What do you mean? I don't even know your brother. She was like, and you two are probably fucking the same dude. And then she starts fucking crying. So I look at her. She's crying. Now you're across the street about to get beat up and thrown in a car and possibly thrown off a viaduct somewhere. Because you're not going to do this in front of my kid. It was just going to be a one and done. You're going in the car, and now I'm going to beat the fuck out of you, and I'm going to throw you over somewhere. Because I don't know you, and I don't care. And I'm in a rental. I don't care. But you're not going to do this in front of my kid. So now my demons all like, they like, hit this bitch. So I said, I'm going to ask you again, because she's crying. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm a mother. And she's young. She's probably like 21. So I'm like, do you need a fucking hug? Oh, yes. So I fucking hug this bitch. We hug it out on Miami Beach in front of the Versace mansion. My son is blowed because he's like, what the fuck just happened? Is my mom little Jesus? Sabrina's laughing because, like, where did, what is your problem? So she starts talking to me. She offers me something to drink. I don't want to drink. I'm after you. I'm good. And then she's like, I'm just going through it. My brother committed suicide. He was dating this older woman, and she, you know, favored you and none of that bitch. So you see how, like, you can, you don't know, like, what people are going through every day. But like I told her, I said, and I'm going to tell you this, I said, and, and you know, I appreciate what, what you're telling me, and I'm so sorry. Don't ever walk up on somebody when they're with their kids. I said, I specifically, I said, you don't have kids, do you? She said, no. I said, I could tell. Because when I told you I was with my son, that should have been enough. Okay? Because I'm, I'm mama bear all day long. My son doesn't get to see that side because he keeps me relatively safe. I don't have to go up to school and say nothing to nobody. Ain't nobody going to, you know. But this young lady, you almost just got fucked up, and I told her to her face. We had, we got everything in the car we need to fuck you up. Don't do that. I said, and then you walked up to my car. You you That was very dangerous what you did, young lady. So she turns around. We hug it out. She cries it out. I'm sitting there like, let me find out this is my real calling, like to be ministering <laughs> to these kids. And she goes on about her way. She follows me on Instagram. She's like, I got to warn you, I'll be twerking, this, this, and this. So she starts watching the story. I fucking did a show where I talked about we almost knocked her ass the fuck out. And she said something like, y'all bitches going to jump me. Bitch, wasn't nobody finna jump you. We might have took turns beating your ass, but wasn't nobody finna jump you. I don't need to jump you. All I had to do is tell you that my kid is here, and I don't want him to see. You not finna, my son ain't finna watch me get my ass whooped. That's that on that. And I already knew what I was going to do to her as soon as she came across the street. Just leave me alone. But like I told her, sometimes your demons are not as big as the person that you fucking with. My demons are huge. Okay? Now, we're going into March. Kim Porter dies, which was Diddy's long-term girlfriend. And I remember someone tweeting him and saying, like, you didn't have this much energy when she was alive. You fucked up. You really missed out. And Diddy agreed with him. He said, this will be one of my, my worst lessons learned. He should have married her because he loved her. She was beautiful. Um, I started placing a lot of roses on my altars, which is where you see um, that I get a lot of 
my products have fresh dried roses in them because I'm literally buying a dozen roses every week for Santissima for my tables in the house and my altars, and I dry them out, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to put them in bath bombs. And then when the bath bomb goes in the water with the eucalyptus, the frankincense, the freesia, whatever I'm putting in there, the lavender, the petals go into the water and make it look very ritualistic. So that was my bright idea in March. Um, Abundance for my family and business was a huge theme, number 32 in March. Um, I did a lot of, like, guest pop-ups with my son um, because we are the only mother-son, especially African-American or Latino, in the state that's doing this with the 716 CBD. Uh, Number 34, season two of American Gods came on. If you guys are not watching American Gods, you should, because then you would understand me a little bit better when I speak. Mm. Um, And it basically chronicles some of the old gods, such as Odin, the god of air. I believe he's the father of Thor. He also was um, the father of Loki. So a lot of your comic books come from Greek or Norse mythology. Hela is an actual, you know, deity and all those other things. So American Gods comes on. Uh, Shadow Moon is the main character. If they're going into uh, Norse mythology, he would be, what is his name, Belden, Bowden, um, the son of uh, Odin whose mother is, is Fig, uh, so, who was black and depicted in history as, as a hippie-looking type flower child. Um, they get into Ostera. They brought in Kali, which you know is the blue deity that I just love to death. So all these different deities that they have in there, they have Belkis in there. Um, Orlando Jones was actually one of the writers of it. Um, he is a huge NRA advocate. Um, he actually was one of the EPs. He's the one that did Anansi, the African. Anansi takes on a lot of Ogun's traits, but he played Anansi the spider, the Itsy Bitsy spider. That's the uh, African folklore of it all. And he was the executive producer of it all. They didn't like the way that the language was going because it was very black friendly. And um, they got rid of him. But the good news about American gods is that they also had the new gods. So anything that you covet or that you look at or that you worship every day, that's your God. So whether it's cigarettes, drugs, your woman, your job, those are your gods. So some of the new gods were technology, uh, entertainment. I think one of the new gods was money. Money was a new god. And it's funny because money came from Texas. The new god money was actually based out of Texas, you know, oil money, long money. So um, that came out. Uh, Number 35, uh, I actually went to Buffalo because I started getting out more. You know, I said, I'm going to go outside because I don't go outside. I, like, lock myself in the house for, like, months at a time, then I don't, you know. And um, I found out that a guy that I dated that attempted to be abusive with me, the one that I beat with the plastic dog in front of his grandmother's house, um, he attempted to be abusive with me, and there was, like, but there was, like, something about me that he knew, like, if I hit this bitch, she might fucked me up because I've already done so 10 years ago. Well, I found out that he was extremely abusive, and it was funny because someone was talking to him and was like, yeah, I thought you used to hang out with him. And I was like, yeah, I did. And then he got like a little weird and crazy and shit. He still pops up at my job here and there. He's the exact person that I was talking about. Every year he comes to my job at the same time. Like every year around November he like shows up at my job drunk. His skin looks very fucking bad now. But anyway, that particular day I found out that he was so abusive to one of the girls that he was dealing with that he actually, actually, I believe, threw her down a flight of stairs and she lost their baby. 
And that fucked me up because it explains, when you have all the pieces to the puzzle, now you know why, you know, these people are trying to come back in your life and hurry up and have kids with you and all this other shit. Like, bitch, that window is closed. Even if the door wasn't closed, the window is also closed. Like, so that made me, not just because of what somebody said, but just like your violence against women, you don't like women. So I started being able to identify the men that actually loved and honored and revered women and the difference between the way they love on you and the difference between the way men that actually hate women. They hate their moms. They hate their grandma. They hate their aunties, their sisters. Somebody in the, you know, I went into it with the whole Madonna complex. Um, Let's see, 36. I posted a picture in March of a cenote that I wanted to go to in Mexico found out that it was in Tulum. And I posted the picture because a lot of times I post my manifestations on my pages. And the reason that I do that is because so I don't forget, and it also allows me to see how far I've come. So I ended up posting a picture of that. Some months later, my um, sissy, Makisha, actually ends up going to that exact cenote. And because she actually went there, that's what triggered me to not go to that one and decide I wanted to go to Cenote Calavera in Tulum, which was the cave that looks like a um, skull. Number 37, shadow work, you know, um, people trying to skip the struggle, trying not to hurt people instead of choosing happiness for yourself. I have no respect for people that don't choose happiness. Um, loyalty is one thing, but stupidity is another. Let's say it again. Loyalty is one thing, but stupidity is another. Um, if I'm not happy, I have to go. So I don't give a fuck what we have written in stone. I don't care what's going on. If I'm not happy, I have to go. And it's, it, I'd rather hurt you for five minutes than to hurt you and stay with you another five years. And now, because we're symbiotic, we don't want to leave. Uh, number 38, so I, I find people that don't do their shadow work to be cowards. And you're probably not fit to be my friend or my lover because you want to skip the struggle. You want to skip the painful part where you have to say, I'm wrong, or I'm a dirty motherfucker, or, you know, I cheated four million times. You know, there's, I know a guy right now that has cheated probably at least, at least, 200 times on his girl in their relationship, and he doesn't acknowledge that. He doesn't acknowledge it, and I, I I had to stop not liking the little girl and had to start just not, not feeling sorry because fuck you, but, like, just, bitch, you have no idea, and your body's been in danger. Like, when y'all motherfuckers be out there really creeping, like, y'all understand that your body's be in danger. And they don't be creeping with a bad bitch either. They be creeping, bitch, you should be glad if, if your dude ever crap with me because I don't do shit. I, I respect my body. I go to the doctors. I get checkups. You know, I get my AIDS test every year even though I ain't even been doing shit. But your men will be out here fucking with the dirtiest, dingiest of fucking bitches. And what I learned is... The bitches, we, the bitches never care about the bum bitch because they can clown you about that. They care about bitches like me that's actually doing shit that's Googleable, and they like, well, wait a minute. And then now all of a sudden, now y'all want to start acting right because you know that your man almost really just fucking left your ass because he ain't putting up with all that shit with me. He ain't, he ain't going through nothing with me. 
right? And so I had to start feeling bad for bitches because you don't know any fucking better. Like, you didn't want to know no better. You, you just, like, you believe everything this motherfucker says. If you lied to me once, you lied to me a thousand times. That's it. Um, number 38, I got elected to vice chair. I talked about that already. Number 39, we did um, the charity event for Samika Sullivan to raise money uh, for, the, for the kids' summer program. I was the highest paid bidder. Um, it was actually on my mom's born day. It was the first time, like, in a long time that I had the Saturday night off. Um, we dressed up and went to Buffalo again, like just, I was trying to just be outside and just be around people because I closed myself off, right? Um, number 40, Boom's birthday, March 31st, um, we find out Nipsey Hussle was murdered. March 31st, a lot of people didn't find out until April 1st, but he was in fact murdered on March 31st by someone that he tried to do a good deed to. Um, so, in March, it just it made me have to redo my will. It made me have to, like, rethink my financial security, what I think is secure, what I think I'm going to have to fix and redo. So April comes, excellent television shows on, Game of Thrones, Insecure, The Shy, Billions, um, Beyonce dropped her Coachella video, a um, lot, a lot, a lot, in, including, you know, American Gods and all that shit, just a lot of great TV on by Lena Waithe, by, you know, um, Issa Rae, just black producers, filmmakers, things like that. Um, number 43, no struggle love. I would rather be by my fucking self than to be worried about how I'm going to feed me and somebody's raggedy son, right? So y'all go through these periods. Like, you know, why should a woman who has a certain amount of money to herself, a certain stature with herself, have to help build somebody else up that doesn't have anything at all. Y'all should stop teaching your fucking daughters that whole, like, yeah, you see, I stayed ten toes down. Bitch, we in our 40s now. We in our 30s and 40s. I'm not staying ten toes down for nobody that wouldn't move a foot to go get a fucking job or to fucking try to bring some income in the house to help me. And shout-out to you fucking spoiled-ass bitches that's sitting up there don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do. Like, you guys, it don't scare you when you look at you and your man's relationship and you're not married and you look at your relationship and, and you say, if this motherfucker was to leave me today, I would not be able to afford the clothes on my back, the car that I drive, or the house that I live in. He might be able to go get him another bitch that's going to help him. He might be able to sustain without you, but you can't sustain without him. Bitch, change it. Get your coins up. Get your weight up. You know? I couldn't be, and I have been a stay-at-home mom and all that other shit within my marriage, right? But even in marriage, you can't trust motherfuckers sometimes financially. There is financial infidelity as well. So I was like, if y'all out here struggling, there's no reason for you to be in a relationship. When you're broke, you shouldn't fucking date, male or female. That's it. Number 44, Solange, my birthday twin. She had a stellar year. She left her fucking husband. And that's not why she had a stellar year. She had a lot of performances. She did a small movie. You could tell she really came into her own moonchild power. She left her husband. I think they were married, I think, five years in total. Uh, they were together 11. And she left him because if you look at who Solange has become, as opposed to who she was when she married him, she's not the same person. And that's okay. And I applaud any. Any broad out there saying, and she would not disrespect him. She was like, I've loved him. But but you could look and see where the synergy ended, 
where she became bigger than him. When you are in a relationship with a man, ladies, you can be bigger than him in spirit, but you can't be bigger than him everywhere else, right? So she's getting the accolades. She's getting, like, it's the quintessential Nina Simone situation where she's Nina Simone, and she's, like, fucking married to a cop who then in turn turned abusive because he's fucking married to Nina Simone. Like, how, like you're, you're, you're nothing, right? Um, <clears throat> number 45, my homegirl Jen West was battling cancer. Mm. I want to say she finished up her chemo over the summer. Um, and uh, I sent her a lot of my products because a lot of my products for 716 CBD are made for people that are having pain management issues, people that are, you know, their skin is fucked up because of the chemo and, and, and so on and so forth. So that's really what it's for, to do, like, some type of medicated help so that they don't have to take the pain pills. Um, number 46, I went to Dingus Day, which we have, I think, the second largest Dingus Day in the country here in Buffalo, New York, um, and the Polish Fest. Number 47, the articles about my ancestors came out, the turf leaves. It was in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, April 30th. Um, and it shows a picture of my great, great, great grandfather. So it would be my great, great, yeah, so my great, great grandmother, okay, and my great grandmother. Um, my great, great grandmother was the child of the first black doctor in Pittsburgh. George Turfley, and she went on, and then, you know, they came here, and they they lived very well in Pittsburgh in the Hill District during the time of Dizzy Gillespie and, you know, that whole Etta James, that whole, you know, Harlem Renaissance was going on in Pittsburgh as well during the time of August Wilson. He lived in that same area that my son does the monologues to. So Pittsburgh Post-Gazette did a lifestyle page, a three-page article on the Turfleys, uh, which is my direct descendants. And um, just talked about what our Christmases were like, the fact that we were part contributors to the Negro League, the fact that, you know, my great-great-grandfather was performing black births on there when we weren't really able to go into the hospital, because you're talking about this is back in the 1920s and 30s during the Great Depression. My family didn't suffer that. Um, we go into May. Um, I went to D.C. for my niece's graduation from Howard University. Sia got her master's. Ziza got her bachelor's. Um, I finally saw Lisa after, I think, for the first time since 2012. The boys just hung out together because she has two boys. I have the one. Um, but we knew that they were going to be raised as siblings because I didn't think that I wanted more children. Um, I went to uh, the African American Museum. I saw C. Rossi while we were up there. That's that hilarious video you see of me in the first shoes dancing. I hung out with Tasha in D.C. She was one of my followers, and we've just been connecting um, through the Married Men Don't Talk show where I actually went on there and ripped everyone's larynx out. And their show actually is no longer in existence. So remember I told you guys that it's not about um, – Numbers for me, it's not about ratings, although I have them. It's about making sure that I'm fluid and that I'm honest for you guys because the days that I don't do my show, y'all really do be in my DMs like, bitch, is everything okay? Um, so I was able to go to the African-American Museum, see the Emmett Till situation. That shit really fucked me up. brought my son. I was with my family. Um, I saw Tasha in D.C., which is who gave me this wonderful turmeric uh, ginger tea. Mm which is helping my cough. My baby girl, C. Rossi, who is a Reiki practitioner out there in D.C., I'm actually going to refer Lisa to her. Um, 
During that time, number 50, or 51, Robert Smith paid off $40 million in college debt. Um, and they actually, him and his wife, Hope, just welcomed a set of twin baby girls. He has another, uh, he has older children, but he also has two little boys, Hendrix and Legend, to my girl, Hope. So, yes, my homegirl that I used to, you know, stomp in ground. We, not my homegirl, but, like, somebody that we, we were in the same circles back in the day is married to billionaire Robert Smith. Now, I've told you all about Robert Smith in Forbes because wherever the money is is where I go as far as business, as far as my eyeballs are concerned and what to invest in and what not to invest in. And so we've watched Robert for about 10 years on Wall Street. That's where he made his money. He actually surpassed Michael Jordan and Oprah in being a billionaire. I think he's the fifth billionaire, like, in the country, number five. Um So number 52, she's got to have it. My Spike Lee came back out. Then we're going into June. Um, In June, my girlfriend, Deanna, and I, we went to Cannabis Cup in Michigan. Thankful that I went there because I'm the type of person, i got to go there first and see some shit before I go. Thank God I didn't set up a 716 CBD fucking table because I would have been broke because no one's fucking doing CBD when everybody in the state is legal to smoke. Uh, Number 54, Seth Piccarillo ran for mayor. That's my homeboy. So when you have your friends that are graduating into powerful positions, he ran for mayor, did not win, but that's okay. Um, In June for my birthday, I went to Tulum. Um, I got down to like 155 pounds, which is what I wanted to get down to, which is, I gained like another five pounds after this Christmas, eating all them damn black-eyed peas and pastries and shit. Um, So I went to Cenote Calavera when I was there in Tulum. I went with a co-worker. I went to the topless beach. I ate whatever the fuck I wanted to. I drank tequila for breakfast, and that's what I did. Um, And it was the best, like, birthday ever because I literally just hopped on a plane, ran away from home. I was sick of everybody and their shit, and I just left. July, I did the video for Drenched by Juice on YouTube. It's called The Drenched Chronicles where I played the boss-ass mom with the fur and the fucking lingerie and the tall boots, anything for the younger generation. I do shit like that for free, uh, not y'all, but for her, uh, because I gave her that business. So Drenched by Juice was an idea that I came up with. I sat down, had a conversation with her. I was like, look, I can't be pimping lashes and gloss and shit like that, but I'll give you the distribution to do so. You can make that shit work. That's not what I do. So here, Merry Christmas, here's a business. So we sat down. We had countless meetings. This is stemming back from 2017, and now she's been successful. She actually quit her job where we were working at, and she's been, you know, forward motion ever since. July, um, the female leaders brunch with Michelle Visa. We had uh, M, the braid babe from Buffalo. A lot of Buffalo female entrepreneurs, as well as Toronto, was there. Slayed by Ten, Z, all these girls I met. Um, one girl that's an esthetician. She's doing a Botox beauty bar up in in uh, Toronto because she's a real nurse. Um, let's see. I was excited. Number sixty, just to be going and hanging out, swimming with my girl Care. My girl Carolyn and Liz came here, and Liz had some bucket list shit that she wanted to do, so she wanted to go to Niagara Falls, like to be in two different countries in the same day, and you can do that here uh, as well as Michigan. Um, and then we did brunch in Toronto with the WorkWise. Brunch is always a way that I'm able to reconnect with the employees and the people that I work with and just bring the younger girls out to see some different shit, you know. And we did that. It was at a new venue. It wasn't at Versailles. Shout out to Sergio. I finally was able to give him his crystal that I bought him like a year before um, for uh, his birthday. And we went out there, gave him that. Sergio's always been the 
the the wonderful host. So even when we went to NBA All-Star Game when it was up in Toronto and we're furred out and whatever and everything is packed, not for me. So we're in parties with Snoop Dogg and shit like that. And that was all done by, curated by Sergio. So Sergio gets whatever he wants gift-wise. August comes. Um, I bought farming. I bought a book called Farming While Black by Leah Pennyman, brought to me by Fitz G. So Fitz G is one of my IG followers. She's a baby witch. And we talk about a lot of stuff. So, you know, I, I get a lot of my inspiration from a lot of you guys, too. So don't ever think that I'm just sitting there not paying attention to your fucking pages, because I am. So that book changed my whole fucking life. And in August, I decided I wanted to buy a farm. Um, number 64, something difficult. My niece went missing. Uh, she ran away from home in the middle of the night. She got caught talking to a boy. And instead of her sitting in her consequence, she's 15, she ran away. She then walked over the Grand Island Bridge, which is amazing. It's like fucking walking over the Verrazano Bridge, okay? It's like walking over the Brooklyn Bridge, but there's, like, cars ripping. So she walked over both bridges. We found her in Tanawanda, I want to say seven hours later, um, completely exhausted. And so that brought up an issue in my family about mental health, about um, mental capacity, about what we could be doing. So I started taking the girls, her and her sister, who is literally my fucking evil twin. Her sister, uh, Aaliyah, is my, like, mini-me. She's the most evil little shit you've ever seen in your fucking life, but she's so goddamn pretty. She's so fucking smart, but she's she's quick. Like, she's very, like, like she. it's really fucked up. She's really my child. I, I believe that her mom had her, but it's really my daughter that I never had because she acts just like me. Very quick-witted. Um, so, let's see. I got elected to the committee to do the Niagara Falls mural project, kind of last minute, 65. So when you guys come to Niagara Falls and you go to the Underground Railroad Museum, the murals that are all across from there, I'm sat on the board. I sit on the board of a lot of shit that I just forget about because I just go to the meetings and make a difference, and that's that. Um, Number 66, my family was featured in the Gazette for the Niagara Falls Underground Railroad, the murals, um, when we met with the artist, number 67, Bowflow, Music and Arts in Buffalo, uh, Crown T. Lindsay, that's who does that. His name is Lindsay. He has this every year as like a Buffalo showcase. He's actually a very prominent realtor in um, Buffalo as well. Uh, Number 68, went to the Nas concert with Boom. It was one of the only days I called out in the summer. We went with his friend, his friend's mom. He finally got his Crenshaw hoodie, um, which was from the Marathon store. So he got an authentic hoodie. It took them three months to get it, but we understand um, and he met Sia Keel. Now, Sia Keel is, was a five percenter that was friends with Saladin. He was Nas's bodyguard. So he gets us in, he gets us backstage, gets the kids back there. So it was like a phenomenal day for them. Um, number 69, after that concert, I went, we went to the Oak Room, right? Because, again, I don't, I don't go out, right? So I'm with my stepdad. My son went with his friend. My brother Saladin is with me, and we go to the Oak Room. We're eating wings. We're hanging out. And my brother was like, there's Benny the Butcher right there, which just got signed to, I think it was to Jay-Z's label, whatever. But we already knew who that was. And it's crazy because I had actually did some pieces for him the year before. So he's like, here's an opportunity for him to actually meet the person that sent him the zero fucks here. So you see how, like, everything, like, 2019 was just a really stellar, circular, cyclical, cyclic cyclic year for me. Um, September. We go to the Nas concert in Toronto, see Sia Kill again. Mary J. Blige is in concert with him. Um, Sia Kill subsequently dies um, 
weeks later. He was in, he was overseas, I don't know what happened, and he passed away. Um, May he rest well. Number 71, went to the vineyard for Nebulous. I always go to um, Rosewood Vineyard. It's where I get my honey. It's where I get my beeswax because they actually foster bees. And the reason that I got to go is because I was supposed to be doing a beekeeping tour. It was something that was on my list of fucking things to do for whatever reason because it's the type of shit I do. And they had to cancel it. So they gave me this, like, free day to come down there and do that. But y'all know I always be doing shit. So number 72, I focus more on my spell work. Number 73, um, in September, Aunt Nita had to have surgery on, um, I think, like, her kidneys. So they found a mass. It was not good. Um, so I went um, just for the day to see Aunt Nita, um, make sure she was okay. And my aunt ends up being in room 11. Now, a lot of y'all don't realize that a lot of times when I see the number 11, 111, 11, 11, I know that that's my mom blessing me with something. And so she was in room 11, and it was crazy because she was like, Sherry's here because, you know, she was on the, the anesthesia. So always happy. And and I when I start getting these, um, we call them downloads now, and I know I have to go be with a person, it's usually not good. So I always act upon that because the last time that time of year that I went up to see my Uncle Dennis, that was the last time I saw him because he passed not even 30 days later. Um. I was offered some dick over boneless wings and was extremely offended because this was a long-time homeboy of mine that I've known forever. He did a bid, like I think he did like a 15-year bid, but I knew him when I first moved to Pittsburgh, so you're talking like 20 years ago. And we're sitting there and we're like hanging out, and he like, you know, he got his shit together. He came home. He rebuilt himself. He owns a trucking company. He's doing good. And we're, like, sitting there talking. I'm telling him I'm celibate because this is my homeboy, right? Like, this is my protector. This is my – and he's like, you know, you should really let me get some of that. And I'm like, some of what? I'm thinking he's talking about my food. He's like, some pussy. And I'm like, wait a motherfuck, what? I was like, yo, I know you didn't just fucking ask me for some pussy over boneless wings. Like, if I were even inclined to give you some pussy, it wouldn't be over boneless wings. Like, and you've known me forever, God damn. I'm like, I can't. I was like, I can't. Like, and, and so that, like, fucked me up. But then, like, a couple weeks later it was restored because then, you know, things happen. Men do actually like me. You know, it's just that I don't know what the fuck he was thinking about. So I end up, number 75, going to the synagogue, the Tree of Life, where the massacre occurred from that fuck boy that went in there, opened fire on the rabbi, which you know that the rabbi that actually lived was the rabbi that, when my grandmother, Audrey May, was passing, he said uh, um, Hebrew prayer over her because it was something she always wanted because she thought it was beautiful. Um, I also went and met up with Brittany. Uh, so that's where you see the video where I'm dancing to my type in the casino and shit because our casino is far superior here than Pittsburgh. Um, and then I just really focused on my spell work, like making sure that my manifestations, my incantations were correct. So October hits, number 78, we go to 29 Rooms in Toronto. That was a installation by, um, what was it, the Hood Witch. Not the Hood Healer. The Hood Healer is Imani, but the Hood Witch. Um, so you'll see pictures all over my Instagram, at miss.d.scott. Um, Botham Jean, that murder with the Amber Geiger conviction, where she only got the 10 years, and I told you all that was going to happen. Uh, the power season finale with Tasha and Ghost where he fucking mushed her. 
That was fucking classic. Number 81, <clears throat> the Joker movie came out. And I saw it twice, actually. I saw it once here and then once in New Jersey. And there were certain portions of it where I cried a little bit. Um, if you haven't seen the Joker, you need to fucking see it. It's not like Heath Ledger's Joker. It's very different and diabolical in its own sense because it goes back to the root. If you could go back to the root of when a motherfucker started acting fucking off, it's usually to do with their parents or the loss of a parent or the abuse of a parent, and that's why they act the way that they do. It's very Freudian. Um, number 82, so I get tagged by Sarah, one of my work wives, and I said, um, she's one of the ones I did a Christmas drop for on uh, Christmas. I drove out to Tonawanda. And she says, hey, the girl that you like that wrote that book, she's actually in town tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Mm. So I had been working six-day weeks. I wasn't working six days that week. And so I drive to Buffalo in a mad fucking dash. I don't even remember what I was doing earlier that day. I drive to Buffalo in a mad dash to go meet her. Oh, I got my hair done that day. And I met her. And I just started crying. As soon as I met her, because I was like, this book literally changed my whole life. So she wrote Farming While Black, uh, Leah Pennyman. She even offered, she's like, when you get your farm, call me. I will come up there and I will help you seed and plant. Uh, number 83, I went to the Nina Simone tribute with Drea Denier. Amazing, amazing, almost opera-level singer. Um, it was held here at the African-American um, I did before I went to work, you know, decked out, brought my stepdad, he loves shit like that. Um, October 21st was the five-year anniversary of Zero Fucks in the Urban Dictionary. So if you look in the Urban Dictionary, under Miss Hot Mess, H-A-U-T-E, because I used to own that too, um, October 21st was the day that I put that in there, so we celebrated that. Um, I did um, number 85, I did another photo shoot for Drenched by Juice, in bra and panty, that was a little bit more exclusive. Um, and October 27th is when Sia Kill actually, we found out he died overseas, which October 27th is actually my sister's um, birthday as well. In October, I also met two men. Both of them, I was just, like, very enamored with both of them. So November comes. I went to New York because the guy actually flew me out to New York. Um, and... I found myself in the moment with the gentleman that I was with. I was at my aunt's house. Like, we hung out. We went to, like, the jazz bar. Everything was straight. And I told y'all, like, how I went on a date with him, and I, like, mushed him in his head and was acting like I was, like, shooting a gun and, like, crazy shit. And I was like, I don't even remember doing that because I wasn't even that drunk. You know, I went back to my aunt's. We had some, like, martini, like, but that was it. So um, I ended up. Um, finding that there was something wrong with the person. I thought that the other person that I met was a demon, and I talked about that on the show. And I'm like, no, he's too pretty. Something's wrong. He, the way he was just, like, standing there. like, And I met both of them a week apart in the exact same space, the exact same spot. Like, they couldn't have been standing in the more. They were literally in the exact same spot. So I'm like, there's a lesson that I'm getting ready to learn right here, and I don't know what it is. So... I come to find out that the other person um, actually was in a relationship. And I was like, what in the entire fuck were you thinking? Like, not just any relationship. Like, this motherfucker was married, like, in another city. Like, you're all on camera taking pictures. I'm at a game. Like, you at my aunt's house. Like, 
what are you doing? So, you know, my investigator pulled all the information. I sent it to him because I decided not to speak to him. You've been on my pages. You've watched my lives. You've listened to my show, I'm sure. You've seen video footage of me, like, really giving it to people. Like, why would you do that knowing that I have the power to just wreck your whole shit? Like, I know where you live. I know your address. I know what your house sold for, what you bought it for, your wife's name. Like, why would you do that? And it was crazy because the day before I found this information out, I said to my girlfriend, I said, what if the person that, you know, is the nicest is actually the demon and I'm not picking up on it because I'm so used to people lying to me? And the person who I had been on, like, little coffee dates, like shit like that with, that actually lives here, I was like, what if that person is actually the better choice because he's not the demon? Because he actually told the truth about what was going on with him, his life, and everything, and how he lives. My girlfriend's like, you might be right. And then the next day we find this shit out, right? So I said, okay. So I start having business meetings with the first one because I realized that he, you know, he wants to invest, he has money, whatever, whatever. But in my mind, I'm like, he's so attractive. Like, I really, because I, I, I don't need investors. Like, I'm fine. Um, but during that time, I met Johnny from hashtag Vox Borders, V-O-X Borders, to film a documentary about our town, which is a border town. Uh, 92, I started following the trap, which, again, because sometimes when people are not in alignment with what you are and what you're trying to do, um, you can't follow them. You can't look at them. You can't watch that shit because it just it affects your mind. So I try to align myself with like-minded people. So 93, I start going to business meetings with the first one on November 26th. So November 20 or November 30th, Elena got married in Tampa. Number 95, a major key for me, I did not call my Florida nigga. I have been dealing with him off and on for 12 years. I have not seen him in five. But we just had this, like, weird, I think it was definitely a karmic and a definitely a traumatic bond. And I know he listens to my show, even from Florida, because I said that I really believe that I never loved him or anyone else aside from my husband, in my life. Because when I look back at what love really is, it's like, you guys didn't give a shit about me. You were just you were just here for shits and giggles and chips and salsa. Like, you were not here. You were trying to dominate me. You got what you wanted by dominating me, which makes me want to be more of an animal and be mean to people because now it's like the, the minute that a motherfucker thinks that they got you under their finger, now when I start fucking going out of town and not answering my phone, we have a fucking problem. Nah, fuck you. So... Number 95, I didn't even have the urge to call Gary when I was down in Florida because I felt like, you know what, maybe he's in a good space and maybe he's in a relationship. I'm in a good space. Although I'm not in a relationship, I'm going to be because I could feel like something was coming. I just didn't know what was going on. So December hits, number 96. I'm frantic because I find out about the other dude. He's trying to stay in the loop. I'm like, absolutely not. I made him cash at me money for wasting my fucking time. And this time, the cash app worked, okay? You And also, I have your secrets. Like, you're, you, there's all these photographs out there. Like, what the fuck were you doing? And that's why I don't take pictures with dudes and be posting dudes and shit like that because y'all are going to embarrass me at some point, right? So I actually filmed the documentary with Joe Oxtell, who actually ran um, Niagara Falls Street News with me. That was another thing that was on my resume. Um in 98, I stopped answering a lot of people's phone calls. I just, not because I liked somebody, but just because, like, what the fuck do you want? Like, what are we going to talk about? Like, what, what do you want? 
You know, you want to fucking lie to me and tell me how things are going to be better? Like, I don't fucking care and I don't want to hear it. You good. I forgive you. But I don't need to tell you that I forgive you. Just go fucking get back in your hole. Um, let's see. Um, 99, I started fasting and getting ready for um, the upcoming trips that I have. So I have to go to Houston. I have to do all this shit. I have to go to Dallas. Um, so I got my cards done. Page of Cups comes out. Now I know who the fucking Page of Cups is because it's the water sign. The other one was a fire sign. So I knew it wasn't him. And the cards said that that person was going to fall off. And they did, thank God, because before it got real nasty because, bitch, no. And I think that I'm very thankful that I didn't make the mistake of cutting that person off because he's also um, my investor. But I'm glad I didn't make the mistake of cutting him off because it was uncomfortable to me to not have chaos and to not have drama. He has a whole set of shit with him, but I think that if we focus on our triggers and how not to trigger each other, we should be fine. I have to have a conversation with him soon about um, boundaries because I think that he thinks that I'm a little kid and that I'm naive because he is a little bit older than me and that I'm stupid. And I'm far from that. And not just that, like, the things that I know that I don't say, you should be very fucking concerned about. So, like, I don't need somebody lying to me to try to protect my feelings. Like, if you're going to be somewhere with somebody, just say that, okay? Just say that. Hey, if I run into you, you know, just so you know, I might be with somebody, I might be with my people, whatever, because it's very early on. Okay. But you don't get to ask me where I'm at, what I'm doing, if I'm at work, because you see how that works. So if I don't know where the fuck you at and I don't ask you where the fuck you at and what you're doing all the time, you can't do that to me. So even if we're intimate, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go sleep with somebody because I don't do shit like that, not because of you, because of me. But if you put me in a position where I don't, like, where you start, like, trying to manipulate situations to make it come out favorable for you, I'm going to be turned the fuck off. So we have to, him and I have to have a conversation about boundaries. So contracts got signed, um, things are happening, business is going to be good. And number 100 in my list of things that happened in 2019, as of the 27th of December, I am not celibate. So I actually did the deed, I actually got some dick, I actually feel better about it, I'm actually fine with it, and it's fine. So, you know, the quintessential shit happens now is that now it goes from, like, once a month we see each other. Well, I see him more than once a month, but the sexual aspect will be once a month, and then it'll go to twice a month, and then it'll be three times a month, and then it'll be every week, and then it'll be three, four times a week, and then it's going to be a full-blown obsession like all my relationships are because that's what happens. And you have two water signs. So although he shows us the Page of Cups, he also comes as the Ten of Swords, because he has some fucking shit with him. He has his own issues, his own shit that he has to deal with. I just don't want to be privy to it, and you're supposed to protect me from all that shit. So as you can see, 2010, or 2010, fuck 2010, 2019 was a fucking awesome-ass year for me. It ended with a little dick and sunshine. And, you know, I think that I've come full circle to understand and respect everybody's opinion and how their relationships go. But I think that for me, my relationship, it has to be a full-blown obsession. Like, you have to be obsessed with me. I have to be obsessed with you at some point. Because if not, like, what are we doing here? What what was the point? Why? Because I wouldn't want to do it. You see what I mean? 
So for me, I think that it'll be a good union for now. You might want to check back with me. It might be one of the worst things I ever did when when we get to 2020. But the cards say no. So the cards say he's here. He's not going to go anywhere, um, but just to be careful. So that was the page of cups that came out in the beginning of the year. So it's funny how when you manifest things, because I manifested this relationship because I said I wanted a partnership, I wanted a business, I said I don't really care about a relationship. The gods were like, word, cool, we're going to send you this motherfucker and see if you still say that. So I literally, on 12-12, at 12-12, had to go out into the fucking moonlight and fucking reiterate some shit that I said, but also add some shit to it, like, hey, I wouldn't mind a little bit of dick. I wouldn't mind a little bit of love. I wouldn't mind somebody falling in love with me or me falling in love with somebody because I'm ready now. Love has never been one of my major themes, and I try to stay out of my feelings. I try to stay out of love because that's my Sagittarius rising. That's my Capricorn fucking moon. Like, I don't fucking like that shit. Like, just... You know what I mean? So it comes across sometimes like I'm non-aggressive and like I don't care. But make no mistake, I'm paying attention to every single fucking thing that you do. Everything about you, I could fucking draw your face from memory. That's how I am. And so for someone to try to get over on me or try to, like, manipulate me in 2020 is not going to fucking happen. I'll just cut you the fuck off. I don't care what kind of fucking contractual agreement we have, whatever, whatever. I'll go get to the money. I don't got to fuck with you. And I said that in the beginning of the show. You ain't got to fuck with me. I fuck with me. So while people are out there making sure that they're handling their situations, in 2020 people better make sure that they handle me properly as well. Because if you don't, you're not going to get this this fucking bush of roses. You're going to get a fucking grenade. And I'm really trying really hard not to do that, but this particular person that I like and that I'm enamored with is making it hard because now he's starting to play little stupid-ass games and ask me stupid-ass little questions. Don't fucking do that without divulging why you're asking. Because you're not asking because you're concerned. You're asking because you want to make, you know what my grandmother used to tell me, this is funny. She used to say, don't answer dudes when they're always asking you where you at. Because all they're really trying to do is just make sure that they're not running into you. And I always take heed to my ancestors when they say shit like that. So I'm not saying he's a grimy nigga. I'm just saying, like, just be pure, sir. Because the minute that shit becomes unpure, you done signed up for some shit that you're not ready for because I'll, I'll fuck your whole fucking bloodline up. Like, your whole, like, you will come back 16 lifetimes trying to write what you did to me that was wrong. So as long as we keep it honest and as long as we keep it pure and as long as we do things rooted in love, you understand what I'm saying? That is 100% my type. That's the exact thing that I was looking for. He's financially stable. He looks good. He's nice. He treats me well. Hopefully he's into the falling in love thing. I'll probably end up falling in love. You know, we have to communicate because he's not a man of a lot of words. That's not what he really does. He's a physical person, so he likes the hugs and the kisses and the intimacy. So he's more of a, of a grown-ass man. Like, he's, he's that's somebody's grown-ass uncle. So in 2020, my hope and my wish was that, you know, I would find somebody that was my type that I could do everything with, that I could share everything with, my thoughts, my hopes, my dreams, not so much my money, but we could get money together because I find that money is an aphrodisiac. And just to make sure that my money was growing, my family was healthy, health, wealth, happiness, and abundance. But if I had to say there was a song that I loved in 2019 that I'm going to end the show with that is going uh, 
to make me think about the person that I'm with now, that I'm enamored with, that I like so much, it would be this song by Sweetie, who also had an amazing year. And y'all, the song is called My Type. A rich nigga, eight figure, that's my type. That's my type, nigga, that's my type. Eight inch big, oh, that's the pipe. Damn bitch, I'ma ride a dick all night. A rich nigga, eight figure, that's my type. That's my type, nigga, that's my type. Eight inch big, oh, that's the pipe. That's my type, nigga, that's my type. New wrist, new whip, right around it. I can see why all these basic hoes piss. Bust down wrist, not a bust down bitch. Said I want your man, no the fuck I don't fit. He a rich nigga, why you still hitting me? Thank you. 